0: Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast Supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give, and there's no regular commitment. Just hit the link in the show description to support now.
1: On this episode of Big Boys Don't Cry, we discuss the Netflix original film, Falling in Love. You don't have to have seen the film to enjoy the podcast, but if you do proceed and listen without having seen the film, just be aware that the plot will be spoiled for you. Enjoy. Enjoy. Okay, now I'm recording. Now just tell me that extremely funny and witty thing you were going to say that I told you to hold off on because I hadn't started the recording yet.
0: <laughs> uh, here's my witty thing. Uh, this film
1: sucks. <laughs> <laughs> You're just just jumping straight in there. We're
0: getting in. We're going straight in Wait, this week.
1: Did this, Did this film genuinely make you angry?
0: It didn't make me angry, but it was so boring. So, so boring.
1: Yeah. I mean, yeah i I really w- didn't want to find it that dull, but I really did. I mean, to be honest, I barely paid attention. It was sort of on in the background, and that. So, apologies if I start if I start talking about a different film, or well, <laughs> something that I <laughs> that I imagined or that I dreamt, because it's all kind of blurring into one. To be honest,
0: yeah it it feels like it, it feels like every other movie of this kind, with the exception being that it's you know it's set in New Zealand. Yeah. But but does it really focus on New Zealand culture enough to warrant the big, this is a New Zealand film?
1: No, of course it doesn't. It could Absolutely be, not.
0: It could be Small Town Anywhere. It could have been... So, so this movie, right? The, the movie we're talking about is Falling In Love.
1: In spelt I-N-N. Which I love. Get it.
0: I really love the name.
1: Um, the name is the best thing about this. Film.
0: The, the name alone warrants a twenty out of twenty, but unfortunately, everything in the film then reduces it from that twenty point.
1: Oh, geez, do we need to start scoring films on an index now? Like giving them <laughs> twenty out of twenty for name, romance, content. Yeah, dogs? we'll
0: we'll go we'll we'll go for the nineties video game review. Where do you remember nineties video game reviews where you'd get a, a score for like the the gameplay is good. The graphics is good. The, s- <laughs> the sound is good. I distinctly remember yep. lots of lots of uh, lots of um, magazines having a specific one for sound, and it's like: is that the soundtrack? Is that the sound design? Is that the special effects?
1: <laughs> no, the horrible it's- speakers from your cathode ray tube television.
0: <laughs> it's just sound. It's just sound. Yeah, so that's what we need to do. How would you? How would you rank the sound? Num- number of falling times falling in love.
1: <laughs> Number of times I had to blow on the cartridge to get it to work. Five. <laughs>
0: exactly. Exactly. Average. So, so this movie, Christina Milian. A, it's really good to see Christina Milian. That's nice. Now, now
1: who is she? I didn't. I sort of vaguely recognised her, but I don't believe I am familiar with much of her work.
0: She is a singer. She did A.M. to P.M. Do you remember A.M. to P.M.?
1: No, that sounds like um, Craig David. <laughs> Took her for a drink on Tuesday. <laughs> Met her around the corner on Wednesday.
0: Had to we go do my taxes on, ther- on Thursday.
1: <laughs> on Friday and Saturday and Sunday, and then it was Monday. So and I, I was sad.
0: So so it was around the same time ish. So M to PM came out in two thousand and one, and that right. was that was her big her, her big early hit. But she she's had a decent music career
1: um oh wow it says here she signed with the Def jam at the age of 19
0: yeah she's uh, she's got a very good voice, for and it's nice to see her in something again and it's like oh christina millian she's still around it's just a shame that it's this movie i suppose um so i'm sure so,
1: i would recognize the music if i heard it
0: so she is a highfalutin something in san francisco yeah, she a, does something a, te- a tech lady. She does something tech related, something vaguely architecture tech related, I suppose. And yep. then she she gets a she wins a competition to win an inn in New Zealand. So <laughs> off she goes to Which New Zealand.
1: Is not a thing, by the way. That well, that doesn't happen.
0: I I I wish it did. well if it did it's obviously a scam and
1: there's this weird thing about it being a scam but it's not a scam because you have literally one property yeah even (laughs) if it's a shithole that needs doing up it's still property
0: it's still it's still enough to warrant never having to work an entirely difficult job again in your life if you get given a property that works for free
1: um yeah and you have enough money between you and the Hunky New Zealandy bloke to do it up.
0: Yeah, well, well, even if they didn't have enough money to do it up, when she gets there, it has working electricity,
1: it has yeah. running
0: water, everything in it still kind of works. So she could literally just be like, "Well, I can just get and get a nice cushy job, and then just have a really nice relaxed life in New Zealand."
1: Yeah, it has a goat as well. It has
0: a goat. That's a definite bonus. But it doesn't need to be New Zealand. Um, no, it it they. It very much feels like that could have been rural Indiana. She could have gone to Indiana, just picking a state out of nowhere. We're going with Indiana this time. Fooling Indiana love. And hey. and, and it could have been there. Or it could have been but it could have been like the holiday where, oh, I've won an inn in in the middle of U <laughs> in Surrey. Ukshire. UK Shire. <laughs> Ukshire.
1: Ukshire. Yeah. Um All UK counties have Uk in them yep this is a little thing i i I, that people people don't realize about the uk and that they they probably want to change actually no it's one of the main reasons for brexit is that the eu are trying to get us to change it because they think it's rude yeah that the county that london's in is called fuck london for example (laughs) but we will never change it no brussels we make our own laws now
0: (laughs) we do our own things um Interestingly enough, I realised the other day I saw on Twitter people people in the US had found um, Cookfield, which is a town, a village yeah. very close to where I live. But obviously, but it's, it's, spelled
1: it, Cuckfield. it's spelled
0: "cuck" <laughs> and all of these people on Twitter <laughs> from the from the US were losing their minds over the fact that there's a place called Cuckfield in the UK. Yeah. Um, I, I didn't have the heart to to butt in and say I'm afraid it's not pronounced that way.
1: Um, and also nearby having... is the um the lovely village of Cookmere Haven, yeah, which is written Cookmere Kuk, Haven. Haven, of course. Yeah,
0: it's a it's a beautiful part of the world. Cucks everywhere.
1: And I mean Cookmere Haven is funny enough as it is. <laughs> it actually, is. we went on like a school retreat there, um, and one of my classmates, um, who I think was like at the time, his dad was the president of Armenia or something. Which tells you a lot about the kind of school that I went to. But um he just like relentlessly kept like for the day before, just kept asking every teacher, Oh, can you please cook me a haven? Can you please cook me a haven? until eventually he <laughs> got detention.
0: <laughs> that is beautiful. Absolutely and I recently
1: beautiful. unfriended him on Facebook for posting right wing shit.
0: Ah oh, well, he deserved that detention then. Should have got more he, detention. He definitely
1: did. Yep.
0: Yeah. Um anyway, so it could have been cookfield it could have been anywhere but they just so happened to choose new zealand um which is you know fair enough you've chosen this place
1: i um, guess they thought that that would be a selling point or that would be like the, the thing that kind of sets it apart you know like P. S. I love you or leap year or one of those awful films <laughs> it, I, it's i will say it's not as bad as P. S I love you I, I don't think it's offensive to the people of new zealand i would it's, say
0: it's considerably worse than
1: ps i love you are you, are you fucking kidding me right now
0: it is so much more boring than PS I Love You
1: it's more boring, I'll give you that yeah. but that doesn't mean it's worse I'd rather I'd rather be bored by a film than have a film you know, genuinely mock Irish people <laughs> I don't think it did
0: genuinely mock them, apart from jerry Butler's bad accent it doesn't, it doesn't mean accent. to,
1: but it does and somehow that makes it even worse
0: <laughs> no, this is a far worse film than PS I Love You I will not be having this nonsense. It is unbelievably boring. The characters do nothing whatsoever. The plot goes nowhere at all. Um, yeah. they're, it, they're they're trying to do Hallmark Channel again.
1: Yeah. Um. But but they're not trying, are they? They're doing without even trying. And, and you know, I know Yoda says, "Do or do not. Do not. There is no try." But. That's actually bollocks, isn't but, yeah, it? Sorry. Sorry, Yoda.
0: Yoda's a soy boy beat a cuck, as we've already established. <laughs> yeah,
1: Yoda lives in Cuckfield.
0: <laughs> and so, yeah, it's, it's not necessarily that they're not trying, but as always, when you try and emulate something like that, you never truly do it. It's it's the difference between a truly bad movie and the types of films like Sharknado, which are deliberately trying to be a bad film. Yeah. Um, if, if you're trying to replicate the, t- the TV movie... Um. Then it's not that is okay for you.
1: That's not necessarily a problem in and of itself. If you do that and go into it knowing that you're doing that and you're just going to make it stupid and goofy and whatever, then that's fine. But uh, again, this doesn't just doesn't try, doesn't try at all. It's just really by the numbers, kind of yeah, very dull. Yeah, it's
0: it's replicating a style without actually putting in the effort. And I'm not a fan of the TV movie thing. I know that some people really enjoy that what kind are we doing of... here then <laughs> like i don't know those kind of hallmark channel tv movies a lot of the time i'd rather like stab
1: myself in the stomach <laughs> than watch them um but i'm gonna find some more of them but,
0: then. but there's the odd one here and there that's still entertaining and that you can kind of get your teeth into in an enjoyable way um but this is just ugh. So boring, so so boring. So she turns up in New Zealand.
1: Wait, should we should we talk about how she's like this high powered tech businesswoman, but also a total klutzy ditz? Ha ha ha! Lol.
0: Yeah, there's a bit of that going on. She keeps knocking things over, and and uh, but she turns up in New Zealand, and she. She goes to the the inn and then there's this back and forth between her and Builderman. Handsome Builderman.
1: Handsome Builderman. That's, that's That's
0: his character name. And it just goes on forever.
1: like like Handsome Builderman, who looks like a sort of poor man's Greg Sestero.
0: For, for a ridiculously long time, they've, they're trying to build up this thing where she doesn't like him and she'll hide from him and they'll have awkward conversations. And it just feels like that takes up far too long of the film before it gets into the, OK, maybe they do like each other element.
1: Yeah, it's like she's suddenly hiding from him for no reason. So when he pops his head over and goes, why are you hiding from him?" me? You're like, yeah, why are you hiding from him? All he's done is be nice to you.
0: Yeah, it would have made much more sense if, for instance, so, so her suitcase rolls down a hill and it hits his car. And it would have made more sense if it had actually damaged his car and he'd been annoyed, that they had that initial reason to dislike one another. Um, yeah. Where where there's that friction to begin with, and then over time that friction lessens until it reaches a point where they go, oh, okay, yeah, we do like each other.
1: Whereas he's actually just quite nice. Yeah, he's... A a little bit sarcastic, but that's actually quite nice. A little
0: bit sarky, but that's about it. Um, And it's, yeah, it's a weird one. You never really feel that tension between them.
1: No, not at all. And yeah, it's like suddenly they're at the stage where they're yeah, they're they're like fighting each other and she's hiding from him and then suddenly they're agreeing to do up this in together and going fifty fifty on the profits, and you're like, hang on. A second ago she was like dunking you in a tank for being a sarcastic fuckboy.
0: They 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 bonded over rugby and food and then
1: Because you know what all New Zealanders love? Rugby.
0: I mean, legitimately,
1: yes.
0: (laughs) (laughs) I've yet to meet someone from New Zealand who didn't at least have a passing interest in rugby.
1: I wish I could say the same. (laughs) No, I mean, I wish I couldn't say the same, because that is true. Yeah,
0: I've yet to meet someone. If if there's anyone listening from New Zealand who doesn't like rugby, please get in touch, or, or at least doesn't get involved in conversations about rugby with a general knowledge of it.
1: You're um, able to talk about it as if you sort of know what the rules are and why they shove their heads up each other's bums and stuff.
0: <laughs> That's what happens in rugby.
1: Yeah, it's all heads up bums. Do, do you like rugby? And I know because I played it. Do you, do you uh, like rugby? I, I've never really got on with it. I don't dislike it. I mean, I don't f- find that it's like football where it's it's a, you know, big rowdy lad fest of nonsense. But yeah, I I just no, rugby. Rugby league is more interesting than rugby union, and I do understand sort of the difference between those two things.
0: Yeah, I think it's interesting. Rugby league has much quicker turnover of play, which in turn makes it more exciting. But at the same time I feel like th- I I enjoy the war of attrition that rugby union provides. Yeah. So, I don't know. I like both. I probably end up watching rugby union more just because It's on more. It's it's on more, exactly. But um, I always enjoy watching rugby league when
1: when I can. Did you know there's a Toronto rugby league team? Is there? The Wolfpack. Uh, But they're in like the UK league and they send all their players over here and they spend loads of money on it, but they're really popular.
0: Okay. I don't know how I feel about that. They should stay in their own country.
1: (laughs) Yeah. They should do a (laughs) Connexit. Yeah. Get out of here.
0: A rug exit
1: Yeah, <laughs> coming over here, taking our rugby teams
0: Yeah, exactly If you want to play a, a game where you have a weird-shaped ball and you run around Go and play the entirely inferior American football, thank you very much
1: <laughs> Yeah, or curling <laughs> <laughs>
0: You, uh, you're, I'm not sure if this will infuriate you or not But I was watching The Simpsons the other day Because Classic Simpsons was on Oh, good. Um, back from the 90s. It's and still
1: on Channel 4 every day, isn't it? It is, it Same is. Same time.
0: And um, it was the episode where Homer gives up drinking for a bit and he's there watching the baseball. And uh, it goes on for a little bit and he's like, oh, and he's hit the ball and he's going to pick up the ball and he's picked up the ball. And Homer just goes, oh, I never realised how boring this game was.
1: <laughs> no, that sounds about right. <laughs> I
0: was thinking, yes, Homer, yes. <laughs>
1: Oh, I don't know if I remember that scene, and usually I do remember the classic scenes.
0: Yeah, I can't remember which, which series it's in. I think it's like series three or four.
1: So it's, um, it's probably after the Springfield Isotopes.
0: Yes. Yeah. Um, I think we it's We want after a
1: pitcher, not a belly itcher.
0: <laughs> oh dear. So so there's no there's no baseball
1: sadly not there's
0: not really any rugby i don't think they even show any rugby they just allude to. they
1: just go to like a the party where people are watching rugby and then suddenly they hate each other but suddenly they sit down together and they're like the two the two lovely gay men who run the um the cafe who actually i thought were quite charming um they're they're like hey do you guys want to eat a bunch of food together and then she's like yeah all right she's like she just immediately gets over it
0: just yeah immediately she's like oh okay yeah we'll be friends now um yeah
1: I do think... Give me some red wine. This is fine.
0: To say to say something positive about this movie, I only hate two characters, <laughs> which is good because a lot of the that's, time... That's positive coming from of, you. A lot of the time, even in movies that I really like, there's at least a couple of characters that I really hate. Um,
1: Could you give an example?
0: So, off the top of my head, then, one of the movies we'll be watching next, there's a character I really hate. Um. Or what's another film that I like?
1: Which which of the dogs in Air Bud are you referring to specifically? <laughs> all um, of
0: the dogs. I hate all shoot, dogs.
1: Shooter. Do you dislike Shooter? All oh, his buddies are called like Shooter and Kicker and stuff. Pucker. Pucker. Yeah. Can't stand Pucker. Because <laughs> that's, that's what Jamie Oliver says.
0: Mitter. He's got M- a big Mitter. mitt to catch the baseball.
1: Yep. <laughs>
0: <laughs> um, yeah. I can't I can't think of any off the top of my head, but generally there'll be there'll be a, at least one character in each single I, I watch where I'm like, I don't care for this character. Get rid of them. I, I shout that at the television.
1: Yeah. Would you would you say that the majority of films and T V programmes have too many characters?
0: Mm, yeah. Just as a general rule I I think so. I think
1: there's Especially been Especially these kind of films.
0: There's been a a real trend in recent years to sort of cram in extra bits and pieces where you, rather than sort of fully fleshing out the characters that you had. Um, and, and, and so in this movie generally, I think they actually get it about right in terms of the number of characters that they have.
1: Yeah. Um, you got sexy, sexy, cheap New Zealand, Greg Sestero. You got ex-boyfriend in San Francisco. um Really appropriately irritating ex-tech boss young man who wearing a suit but should be a hoodie but is basically a zuckerberg type um and then you got a new new friend at the flower shop um vaguely antagonistic owner of other inn um and that's pretty much it isn't it yeah that's that's pretty much it so, oh and the, the the couple who run the the cafe uh, yeah and the and the cafe couple so they're just to be nice and warm and fuzzy and that's all right. So,
0: in terms of streamlining it, the only thing you could possibly do is make the boss type character at the tech company also the boyfriend, and make it not a boss, but instead someone else who works at the company. Yep. Yeah. Um, and, and they did
1: not need to hire two actors for that.
0: <laughs> and then, yeah, they could they could just have that, and that would be fine. Um, but but in ter- but that's only like a slight streamlining. Apart from that, I think they get it pretty bang on in terms of. It, what each character represents and their role in the overall plot. So the only people that I found intensely infuriating were the other in-owner and the
1: ex-boyfriend. Yeah,
0: And they were the only two people where I was just like, yes, I understand why they're here, but just turn it down.
1: The ex-boyfriend is one of the worst characters of all. <laughs> Whereas like, why would you date someone? I mean, often, un- unless the film is telling you that the reason for the film being there and the whole plot is going to revolve around his commitment issues, why would you date someone who doesn't want to like move in with you after two and a half years and that's kind of the film wants you to think that's the point of it but it's not so when it's there you're just like oh come on
0: yeah it's it's and and so that kind of that kind of represents how the the modern big city life doesn't entirely suit her and i'm like okay i can get that but he goes on about it so much where he's like i have commitment issues yeah i'm a commitment phobe now (laughs)
1: <laughs> oh i'm a commitment phobe now yeah it, it, i woke exactly. up like this i woke
0: up like this um and it's just yeah okay we get it you don't need to be this on the nose about it
1: yeah again um, it's just boring yeah Ugh. it's just treading over ground that's been trod over so many times before and obviously that's what you expect with this kind of film but as we always end up saying about these kind of films isn't it it's just like it's not that hard to just make it a little bit better or a little bit more interesting
0: no no it wouldn't have been that difficult particularly when I think all of the cast does a decent enough job for the roles they're given I think everyone yeah. feels genuine so you had this talented bunch in here that that could have made something good and in, in terms of the overall production this is directed by the guy who made Cruel Intentions
1: oh really? yeah Roger Cumble? yeah because I saw that name and I laughed at it <laughs>
0: does he live in Cuckfield
1: hi I'm Roger Comble
0: um he so yeah he directed Cruel Intentions which is you know an awesome awesome movie
1: I did not know that um he's just gone back up in my (laughs) estimation because yeah we talked about that it's a a film we should talk about it is it is
0: and then the next movie he's directing is unfortunately the sequel to after he is directing after we oh
1: no but also yes (laughs) (laughs) <laughs>
0: the, the classic no, yes.
1: Um, After we collided, yeah. Oh my god, Dylan Spruce is in it. What? <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> yep.
1: Oh no, he's not. He's not the one who's in Riverdale. He's the other one. Oh, okay, right.
0: Is it a different Spruce? Are they yeah. related?
1: Yeah, they're twin brothers. Okay, and they in um, they're they with like Disney Channel boys. Oh, where they? Yeah. Uh, okay. <laughs> on his Wikipedia page, he identifies as a heathen.
0: <laughs> right, okay, fair enough.
1: Cause why not? But no, actually, um Cole Spruce is very good on Riverdale. Have you seen Riverdale?
0: I tried watching it. It's so it wants my attention and my love so much. It's so needy.
1: <laughs> like a dog.
0: And like like a dog. It is really needy. It's just like, oh love me, Rob, love me. I'm so quirky, Rob. Don't you love how quirky I am? No. Stop it. I've got I've got Scottish sitcoms and Scottish sketch shows from 2003 to watch instead of you go away.
1: Scottish sitcoms.
0: Yeah, well, I've been watching I've been re-watching some Scottish sketch shows that I like. So I started with... Lim- you watched Limmy's show? With, yeah, I started with oh, Limmy's show, which so is really good. funny. Really great show. Um, and then Burnistoon. Did you ever watch Burnistoon when it was on? No, I
1: did not. Which
0: is, it's kind of like the Scottish version of, um, I suppose the Scottish version of Little Britain or the Scottish version of um, The League of Gentlemen, where it's 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 like a location based it's this fictional town of bernestoon which is in the outskirts of glasgow um and about all of the weird people that live within um and th- there's some really really funny sketches in it the guys that made it are really really funny um so i've been re-watching that because apparently they added it all to netflix when i wasn't looking
1: wow that's great.
0: Yeah, which is really so that's that's the recommendation this week. Don't watch Falling in Love. Go and watch Bernice
1: No, really don't. It's not worth your time. <laughs> and go and watch Limmy's show because I just saw that it's um, going off Netflix it's on Netflix but it's going to go off on the 30th of September. Oh really? Oh no. Yeah. Which is a shame.
0: Yeah, definitely go and watch nobody it.
1: Nobody knows why. Yeah,
0: it's it's incredibly funny. I wonder if it's a licensing thing. Because Who made it? Was it Channel 4
1: or BBC? BBC. BBC. BBC Scotland.
0: Yeah, they're a bit funnier, the BBC,
1: with their stuff.
0: Maybe it's because they're going to be launching... No, it's because
1: they're doing their own streaming service, yeah. something, which is a shit idea. Anything diluting that market pla- marketplace is just a crap idea.
0: It's, it is ball bag. It genuinely is. Like I, Who's going to subscribe to the BBC ITV streaming service? No one. Like, I'm going to refuse to out of spite. I'm sorry. I'm
1: I'm already paying for about 10 different subscription services. I don't need another one on the off chance I might want to watch Fleabag at some point. I've got Netflix. Which I'll probably never get round to, even though you said it was good.
0: It is really good. Watch it. Even Even if you've got to pirate it, if they take it off everything, just do it. It's good. Um... That, that that's the message today if you if, if you're annoyed by it just pirate it um, but also
1: do yourself a favor and get the audiobook of limmy's daft wee stories it's some of the funniest oh, shit i've he's ever so heard good. in my life it's he, so good he's so
0: funny um but yeah so, so you've got the bbc itv streaming service you've got stupid disney oh look at us we're gonna take all the shows you like and now we're gonna put them here Oh, did yeah, you?
1: they've already got their own thing with all of their films and that on yeah, it. Yeah, like, and they're, they're already they're... making money from streaming and shitloads of money off of Star Wars and everything else. They don't need this.
0: They do not need it. So I'm not going to give them any of my money. Disney has no. enough enough money already. If all you're going to do yeah. is just copy Netflix and just dilute it and make people spend an extra ten a month on your shite, I'm. So not what do, do they
1: it. own that's going to go on there that isn't like Disney stuff that would be surprising? It's all they own a whole uh, bunch of stuff. Don't it's they?
0: all going to be Disney stuff. So Disney, Marvel, Star Wars, etc. They're doing a new version of Lady and the Tramp.
1: What? Um, yeah. Is it? Oh, is it going to be photorealistic animation? I refuse yeah. to call it live action because <laughs> it's not live action.
0: It's like, did it, is there anyone really cool for that? Did anyone? Was anyone like, oh, you know what?
1: You know what I'd really like to see is like a raggedy. Um, Mongrel dog and a, and a King Ch- Cavalier King Charles Span- Spaniel actually kissing and slobbering all over each other I, while I, eating spaghetti. I want to
0: see them just chowing down on the spaghetti. That's what I want. Yeah, mean. that's what I want. Um, yeah, dogs are
1: notoriously clean eaters. They are. They
0: are. Um.
1: <laughs> you know that phrase "a dog's dinner" means something very nice. <laughs> yeah, it means an incredibly well precisely
0: laid-out uh, meal that. Um, Yeah, so nobody cares. I'm sorry, Disney, but we don't care. Nobody cares. Just
1: What we really need is for all the governments of the world to get together and mandate that there's one streaming service that costs one price that you pay and it's got everything on it. And then there wouldn't be any piracy. Well, there would because there'd be some people who'd still be too cheap to buy it, but you know what I mean. Or, Or we could, you know, fund it through tax, like the BBC. Ugh. (laughs)
0: <laughs> What's interesting is that it's g- this is definitely going to lead to an increase in piracy, yeah. Um, which is interesting. No because doubt about that. We've seen similar things happen before, where, for instance, um, music piracy really dropped when things like Spotify took root. Yeah. Um, but with the introduction of further streaming services that had um, that had exclusives. You've seen that actually pirates. Yeah, how's, um,
1: how's title working out? It's it's
0: it's doing great for pirates. Um, so piracy is again on the up, and again you've seen it with um, with video games as well. Where although um, there's recently been the introduction of lots of different streaming services for games, including one by Apple, which can fuck yeah. off because who gives a shit? Um,
1: oh, is, have they actually released that now? Yeah,
0: it's called Apple Arcade or something like that. I think it's either out or coming out soon. Um, There's then the Google uh, Stadia, which is going to be not necessarily just a streaming service. but Well, it's a streaming service, but it's not a sort of unlimited choice thing, but it's actually a streaming model where you're streaming your games rather than having them downloaded.
1: Yeah. Um, Doesn't that make them run all shonky? uh,
0: This is the problem with everything. Everyone thinking about the digital streaming model without taking into consideration people who don't live in cities.
1: Yeah, um, yeah. Because
0: for a lot of people, it's not actually going to be a viable option, particularly in the States where, you know, the the quality of, of um, internet access can get very ropey outside of built up areas. Um, but hey, who cares about that when there's money to be made?
1: Yeah, Exactly. Uh,
0: But you've seen a a decrease in piracy because of the use of um, digital distribution and and the cheapness of games from that. But you've seen that, again, steadily increasing as more companies are trying to vie for that control. And I imagine we'll see a higher one now that every video game company is trying to get in with a piece of the streaming model and the, the, the flat rate subscription model.
1: Yeah. And everyone's like, oh, yeah, this is the future. We're waking up to this now. But you're five years too late on that.
0: Yes, yeah. And and so, you know, people... Netflix is probably going to get less subscribers, which is bad for Netflix and bad for Netflix users. Yeah,
1: because um, we won't get more films like Falling in Love and The Christmas <laughs> Prince 3. Exactly. The um,
0: Royal Baby. And like, so so Amazon, they won't care if they start losing too much money because they're filthy rich already. They can, they can just keep going. Um, so instead, you're going to be left with who's going to be the loser out of Netflix, a relatively small company, Disney... Or Amazon, or Apple. Yeah. Who's going to be the loser there?
1: Either way, Jeff Bezos wins.
0: Yeah. Until someone goes and robs him. Yeah. 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 You see, Jeff Bezos. You pull out a gun. You march him, <laughs> march him to an ATM and say fifty billion dollars now, and you just wait there for five years whilst he gets out the maximum <laughs> day in day
1: out. Yeah. He's just there, just turning around, handing it to you. <laughs> a thousand pound. To the a toilet. Day? No. <laughs> no. Keep going.
0: Do you let Amazon employees go to the toilet on their shifts? No you don't, Jeff. So keep going. Keep giving me your cash.
1: That is actually true. <laughs>
0: yeah. Yeah. Um so I can't remember how we got onto this, but the modern world is rubbish. This is what this is what falling in love has done to me. I'm not normally this moany.
1: No. It's it's yeah, we were talking about people entering the streaming market when it's already crowded. Yeah. And it's like, yes, you can do that if you're a big company, but really it's not helpful to anyone. Just keep doing what you're doing. Apple, just keep building good computers and maybe try and not to make them massively more expensive every time there's a new model that comes out.
0: I think that's a bit much to ask, Patty. Yeah. It's too too much to ask for, for, for them to do that.
1: Just throw me a bone, Stephen Jobs. <laughs> that's all I'm asking. An eye bone. An iPad, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> yeah.
0: Um Yeah, so this So this movie, right? Yeah. What did you like about it? Let's be positive here. Let's yeah, let's talk about like the positives about of falling in
1: love. There was some nice scenes of the scenery in New Zealand which looks very, very nice, and that is somewhere I should like to go.
0: Is is that it for your positives?
1: There was some nice sort of upbeat pop music that seemed weirdly incongruous at parts, like not bands you recognize, but there was um I thought the some of the music was quite nice. The couple who run the cafe were quite charming. Yes, as was the ma- the man in the hardware store. Norm, Norm, that was it. But yeah, as as if he's been called Norman for fifty odd years, and no one's ever called him Norm. Bullshit.
0: Oh, maybe it's a New Zealand thing.
1: <laughs> Nobody in New Zealand ever thinks to come up with nicknames.
0: Exactly, there's no such thing as a nickname.
1: Yeah, I like the goat.
0: You're like, uh have you ever seen the movie The Witch? No. That's got a goat in it. Is it it's not a friendly goat. It's called Black Philip, which I think is an amazing name.
1: Black Philip the friendly goat. Yeah. So whenever the friendliest the, goat you know.
0: Whenever the goat turned up. What was the goat called? Gilbert. Gilbert. What's eating Gilbert Goat? <laughs> um.
1: <laughs> That's a film I would watch.
0: <laughs> I would watch that actually. That would yeah. be great.
1: Jeff Goldblum goes to New Zealand. <laughs> <laughs> finds a goat
0: and sets up an inn with it
1: <laughs> yeah
0: there we go so yeah and
1: it's called what's eating because they have like a, a menu where it's always a surprise yes
0: exactly Um, so so yeah the goat was fun I feel like it, it was a ve- it's a very old fashioned trope isn't it particularly how the goat interrupts their moment of romance at the end so they're kissing and then the goat It's not even Jeff
1: Goldblum in What's It Gilbert Grape, is it? I'm thinking of Igby Goes Down, which is a completely different film.
0: Gilbert Goes Down.
1: Gilbert Goes Down. Gilbert
0: Grape is um, Leo.
1: Oh, yeah, yeah. And Jonathan Depp. Yes. I've I've never seen it.
0: It's good. It's good. Yeah? Yeah. It's one of those early movies where you're like, oh, yes, these are some very talented people, whilst they're all very young.
1: Oh, John C. Riley. Oh, yep. Crispin Glover. Crispin Glover,
0: named after he actually accidentally dropped a mitten into a frying pan.
1: (laughs) My crisps in the Glover. It's a a true story.
0: True story. That you can ask him. (laughs) Um. (laughs) So. (laughs) So yeah. So I liked what I liked about Falling in Love. I liked the cast. I think they all did as well as they could. There's an energy behind their performances, which is nice. Um,
1: I liked the go I applaud her commitment to the environment.
0: Yes, and it was nice to have that kind of, because everyone thinks about um, renewable energy as sort of pie-in-the-sky thinking on the smaller scale, but actually a lot of the time it's not. And, you know, it would take a lot more than just that little windmill at the end to power the inn.
1: Uh, yes, um, it certainly would.
0: But it's still viable in that smaller scale, particularly the way that they built up. And something that they could have made a bigger issue out of is reusing the historical parts of the the inn. Because often those kind of old-fashioned methods are actually better for the environment and, and better in terms of that renewability than some of the more modern methods. Yeah, so and there's, about, a... there's
1: actually about half of the scenes in which the hunky builder man is in. He's going this is a classic tap or this is a classic oven or this is a very good old cupboard. You shouldn't get rid of it. You should reuse it. And he's right.
0: Yes, exactly. Um, which, yes, which is, you know, which is a nice message. And it's it's interesting to see it talked about. I think maybe they could have done more with it than they did. Um, but, yeah, so I like that. I thought that was good.
1: I liked that his ex-girlfriend was dead.
0: <laughs> How mean of you. Did she do something wrong to you?
1: No, actually, I I totally hated that. It's just like, why do you need to throw that in there? Like, does it does it make him interesting? Does it make him desirable? I don't get it. It's just one of these stupid tropes where somebody in someone's backstory has to have died to make them an interesting character. It's the it's like it's the cheap on.
0: it's the cheap tragedy. Uh, yeah, I've got a dead girlfriend and there is no cure.
1: It's the X Factor substoryification of film. Yes, isn't it?
0: precisely. Uh, 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 and it's not necessarily just a modern thing because that
1: kind of stuff's been around forever. But sub stories,
0: yeah, the kind of the kind of quick sub story to make a character seem more appealing or more dramatic.
1: Yeah, you ever seen that? You ever seen the Bible?
0: No, yeah, exactly. It's full of it. Full
1: of sub stories. It's uh... that guy Lazarus. Oh, I'm dead. I'm dead. Yeah, whatever.
0: Simon Cow would not be
1: impressed by old Lazarus. No, he'd be like, "Get off my stage."
0: Or <laughs> <laughs> well, like this, it's the old women in refrigerators trope as well, isn't it?
1: yeah yeah um which
0: for any uninitiated so in, this, in
1: this film she falls. she just she falls into the refrigerator because she's such a klutz woo, woo, woo.
0: um which for any of the initiated the, the the women in refrigerators trope is a comic book trope um relating to the number of times that women die as a means to make a male character have more agency in the plot
1: um, yeah. Violence against women just being used as a kind of general trope without any thought for the the consequences and the cultural significance of it or anything it used as just a thing to advance a male based male based plot. Yeah, um, and it happens not just in comics books but in films. Naming you know no names, Tarantino.
0: I wouldn't say that Tarantino is the worst example of that. Actually, not
1: by he's long, not the worst. Not by a he, long he shot. He just annoys me a lot because he's like a tedious edge lord.
0: <laughs> I'd say that he's very far from being the. Um, yeah, the only film I can think of that uses that trope of his is Django. Actually,
1: it's oh, it's it's not against women specifically. It's more like just the general violence against anyone and anything. Yeah, but, but it's, you... it's far. Fu- it's okay because he does it like to his record collection because i don't know if you know this he's like the only person who has a record collection and likes old music and like goes back through it to find stuff to use in his films so like that's really cool and stuff
0: you know i'm not a tarantino defender here paddy but (laughs) he did very much set the trend of that
1: he was the only person doing that or would have done that eventually he
0: he very much set the trend of that paddy films like Reservoir Dogs and Pulp Fiction yeah definitely a lot of the time still you look at you look at 80s movies and how they stuck very much to contemporary music even when they were doing old-fashioned films like um uh, what's the cowboy movie from the 80s
1: Midnight Cowboy
0: (laughs) that is neither a cowboy movie (laughs) nor from the 80s I think that's a 70s Midnight Cowboy um
1: but it yeah, is. yeah, it, it was before John Voight supported Trump. He,
0: he, yeah, Tarantino. I'm, I'm, I'm not the <laughs> staunchest Tarantino defender, but you, you have dropped a hot take right here that is very much incorrect. Um, He's an edge Yeah, I'm not, it. I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna, criti- I'm not gonna uh, come back on you for calling him an edge lord because that's the perfect <laughs> definition of him. But he did, he did. Very much set the trend for using sort of classic songs in movies. And, so if, and he, if he'd in never done that
1: manner. at this point, you'd only be allowed to use films from the same year, like music from the same year that your film came out.
0: Well, you wouldn't have to. But
1: Basically, every film would be like Spice World.
0: You, you wouldn't have to, but no one else was really doing it before that point. He he's the so, one who really. So set what that you're trend. saying is and that Quentin, Quentin Tarantino
1: was... invented nostalgia.
0: Yeah, I'm I'm saying exactly that. Without Quentin Tarantino, we never would have had Stranger Things. Although, I'm going to say something that's going
1: to annoy you, Paddy. <laughs> Stranger Things isn't good.
0: Stranger Things is not as good as Quentin Tarantino is best. Oh, even Stranger Things on. at
1: his best. Even str- even the third season, which we agreed had a lot of problems, I'd still rather watch that than any of Tarantino's shit.
0: Nah, mate. Nah, Inglorious Bastards is better than any any aspect of Stranger Things. Inglorious Bastards has people shooting Hitler and setting
1: him on fire.
0: Ergo, have they ever done that in Stranger Things? No, they haven't.
1: See, I'm I'm okay with that violence when it's happening to Hitler. Yeah, I think we can all agree on that.
0: <laughs> you, you know why it doesn't happen in Stranger Things? Because no Hitler. Because the gang are secretly Nazis.
1: Yeah, yeah, they they love Hitler.
0: The reason they were so against the Soviets in the third one was because they're all secretly fascists.
1: Yeah, yeah, they just had to cut out some of the scenes of them all like drawing swastikas. Hey, you, you ever looked at the um, the Mind Flayer from above? It's in the shape of a swastika. It's a big... It's le- legs all bent out like no, that. No,
0: it's a, it's a hammer and sickle, which is why they have to try and stop it.
1: Oh, right, yeah. If yeah, it was a swastika, okay.
0: they would have let it in.
1: They'd be like, yeah, come on into my brain. <laughs> Give me some of them Nazi vibes.
0: Some of, some of those cool Nazi vibes.
1: Yeah, I mean, w- Wolfhard is clearly a German name, isn't it? Yeah, what's
0: more... Wolf... Wolf
1: <laughs> Finn. <laughs> Finn Wolfard Wolfenstein.
0: <laughs> um anyway, so there's no how do we even get Oh yeah, your terrible hot take. That's how we got onto that.
1: <laughs> um, I just love to bring up how much I dislike Quentin Tarantino's work and him as a person as well. Yeah. Cuz again, he talk he like interviews and whatever, he talks about all this shit as if he's the person who invented everything.
0: Yeah, but you can't... I don't think you can necessarily hold that against him because a lot of very good people as well are absolute arses.
1: Yes, this is true. I mean, I'd count myself about that. <laughs> among that.
0: <laughs> like, there's, there's a lot of filmmakers that we really like, that we both really like, that are clearly massive bellends. Um, you know, it's, it's all about... Yeah.
1: Who's that Star Wars guy? George Lucas? George Lucas. He's a...
0: I can't say anything bad about George. He gets enough bad press already.
1: Did you know that he's really into motorsports?
0: Is he? Yeah.
1: So my buddy Ben, who I went to see to the cinema with last week, met him because um, he used to work in motorsports, I think, has met him a couple of times whilst at motorsporting events, says so he's a really lovely guy.
0: Okay. Has he ever been at the F1? Yeah,
1: I believe he has, yeah.
0: Oh, man. I wonder if I've ever been at an F1 race with George Lucas.
1: He might have been, yeah. I mean, you'd have spotted him. He's He's quite a recognizable guy. He's got a sort of teddy bearish face, hasn't he? He
0: does. He does look like a bit like an Ewok, really, which is
1: strange. Yeah, <laughs> I wonder where they came from.
0: <laughs> oh, yep. There's loads of pictures of him with uh, with different F one drivers. Oh, bless you, George. We love you.
1: We do. He's
0: all right. Um. So. So falling in love, right?
1: Falling in love.
0: What would you change? How would you make it instantly better?
1: Um, Give the goat its own subplot and backstory.
0: That's the witch. You should go and watch the witch. (laughs) Yeah.
1: Does the goat actually have some agency?
0: Yes, it really does, actually.
1: Oh, that sounds quite good. It's a a
0: very cool film. I'm not sure if it's a Paddy Johnson movie. (laughs) It's a good one. It's got Anya Taylor-Joy in it, who you'll probably recognise what
1: has she been
0: in so she's been in all sorts so she was in split you know the movie by m night shilohman which is kind of a shitty look at um dissociative identity disorder
1: yeah but, yeah and is it related is it like a trilogy with a couple of his other films or is it, yeah, related it kind to, of ties
0: into what's
1: that one unbreakable yeah that that so yeah.
0: so it kind of ties into that and then she's in peaky blinders i don't know if you've seen peaky blinders
1: no, I have not. The na its just such a stupid name.
0: <laughs> it's a very good show. Oh, Beaky Blinders!
1: It sounds just—I can't get over how stupid that name sounds. It's a—it's a really good I, show. Maybe it means good. something. I'm told that maybe it means—is it something to do with hats? The name?
0: Yes. Yeah. So it, it's this gang, and they have um, hats, and that's what it's about. <laughs> There's a hat it's gang.
1: one of those things it it's like it's like poldock you kind of see it everywhere and i'm just like i'm never gonna watch that but it's there it's a, why is it there? It's about the hat gang no peaky blinders is good mm. and it's
0: got a really good soundtrack it's full of um like nick cave and pj harvey and stuff like that which is very nice um <laughs> <laughs> um but yeah so yeah so it's good it's good the witch the witch is better than falling in love
1: If you really had to choose. If I
0: really had to choose, I'd choose the critically acclaimed horror movie rather than the piece of shit romance film.
1: (laughs) I guess what you could do to improve it is try and make her less of a... like, Just rely less on tropes like, oh, making her a bit of a klutz and that kind of thing. Or just giving all the characters actually... Just making them not one-dimensional, I guess.
0: Yeah, it only really takes a couple of steps away from focusing on just obvious movie tropes, doesn't it? You don't you don't yeah. need to you don't need to throw them out altogether, but just taking one step back and going in a different direction with one thing would then really make it a much more interesting movie.
1: Yeah. And also well the whole premise of it doesn't really work because you don't win an in. So you'd have to acquire it by some other means to make you feel like the film really meant it.
0: Win an in <laughs>
1: googling it you're, you're gonna get a lot of emails from like a nigerian prince
0: yeah i can't see anything it can win a stay at an inn
1: <laughs> yeah that's what you usually win actually yes that's what it sh- should have been it should have been like you win the holiday thing and then somehow while she's there somebody like dies and accidentally leaves the inn to her and then it's like a comedy thing about can she run this in
0: see i could get behind that because there's a level of bullshit lore which would never happen in real life, that I could fully get behind.
1: Or you make it like Gilmore Girls, but for New Zealand. She runs an inn in that show, right? Yeah. I mean, that's something different. That's like nine seasons of of material. (laughs) I was going to say. But still.
0: Or they could just make Stardew Valley the movie, where it gets left to her in the will.
1: Yes. And then she
0: has to leave her big city life behind and go and find out how to run a farm. Yeah. But and also fine. the
1: the whole time it's all like oh the it was her it was the owner's great-grandson or or grandson who orchestrated this scam but then you never meet him or he never shows up.
0: I quite like that though.
1: I but, thought but that was It's kind of it's like a red herring. You feel like he's going to show up at some point that it's one of those dumb plot points where it's a, it's a Chekhov's gun. Chekhov's grandson.
0: Yeah, I li- I like that he doesn't turn up personally. I'm just like, oh yeah. Cause, cause you know, if he did just want to get rid of this weight around his shoulders and just go off somewhere, fair enough. And you're never going to see him again. I was like, okay, yeah, that's better than. It was,
1: him. it was nice of him to leave her a car as well, wasn't it?
0: Yeah, some some broken down old thing.
1: Um, which again, you know,
0: if he was where he, where was he running off to? They did men- I don't know. they did mention where he was. It was
1: probably Australia.
0: I think it was somewhere in Europe actually that he'd just gone to. I can't remember for the life of me what it was, but yeah, if he was just going to. Go off to another country and just leave it all behind. Then he probably wouldn't want to bother with selling a car separately. I guess be, be more effort than it's worth.
1: That's true. Maybe they don't have we buy any car in New Zealand.
0: No, exactly, exactly. Um, yeah, so I th- I think just a couple of tweaks like that just to make it a little bit different. I think it would have been even worse if he had turned up. Yeah. If 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 the grandson had turned up and been like, now I want to take it back. And here's why. In the clause in the contract, it says, I can come get it back at any time, or some nonsense yeah. like that. That would have
1: been... And then it becomes the New Zealand equivalent of a John Grisham-style legal thriller.
0: Or the end of A Christmas Prince 2.
1: <laughs> was that? Was there a contract negotiation at the end yeah,
0: of that? Yeah, it, it was the... I can't believe you don't remember the plot in No, oh, Maybe we need to
1: watch it again. <laughs> it,
0: it was the... If you remember, it was all to do with the contracts and contracting out work to companies...
1: Oh yeah, there was like a tech thing and the guy was all like a pissed off Zuckerberg type. Yeah, exactly. I remember. Yeah, oh and there was Bitcoin involved. How did I forget this?
0: <laughs> I don't know. I, I'm I'm questioning your commitment. You
1: know, cool. A Christmas Prince 2. The Bitcoin party.
0: That that was its genuine <laughs> name. That was its genuine name.
1: Yeah. The Bitcoin throne. Games of Bitcoin.
0: <laughs> exactly.
1: Anyway, um, the third one is is out this December. It's got about the royal baby, so obviously I'm going to be here for that.
0: Is it? Is that what it's actually about?
1: It's called A Christmas Prince Three: The Royal Baby.
0: Oh, I called it. Call back to put in a clip, Paddy. Put in a clip from the the when we watched it about I what the next time one for was going to be. <laughs> okay, I'll I'll do it now. This is this is I maybe, this is maybe I do. This is the official clip from back then. You know, here's the little segue music. Yeah, it's real. <laughs> Oh, hello, good sir, Paddy. It is the year 2018, and we have just watched a fine film called A Christmas Prince 2.
1: Ah, good day, sir. Let me adjust my monocle. What did you think of this film?
0: Well, I do believe that in the third movie of this fine movie franchise, I imagine that it will be about some kind of child born to the prince and the princess. Would you not say say...
1: I I do not say, sir. I think they will get a puppy instead, because a royal household is required to have a corgi. It is the law.
0: Well, we shall see which of us is correct in a year's time, shall we not?
1: I I will wager you several pennies, sir. <laughs>
0: I will I will see to it that we we have this wager in full effect. Good day to you, sir.
1: Yeah, and then I signed the contract in blood, and yeah.
0: Yeah, that's that's how it happened. That's exactly how it happened. Yeah.
1: So I'll, I'll give you your pennies. Uh, you
0: thank you. I appreciate it. Um,
1: so, but I, I did see my first Christmas advert this week. you seen it? you seen a it, Christmas advert. Admittedly, ad? it was at the beginning of a YouTube video. You know, one of those ads before a YouTube video where the countdown of five seconds before you can skip the ad is the longest five seconds of anyone's life. I have seen... Well, there's some twat going on about Grammarly again. <laughs> like... Surely Google knows that I work in the publishing industry and I proofread stuff, like, daily. I don't need fucking Grammarly. Fuck off.
0: As I've told you before, they just do these things to annoy you, Paddy.
1: It's true, yeah, yeah. Google's got it in for me.
0: I haven't seen any Christmas adverts, but I have seen Christmas stuff on sale. Um, Yeah. Dog treats for Christmas I saw when I was down the the cat food aisle the other day. (laughs) Well, they were in the wrong aisle then. Well, unfortunately, they don't keep those things entirely separate. But I was I was down the pet food aisle and, um, yeah, there was some Christmas dog treats. And I was like, do you really need to buy Christmas treats for your dog in in September? Do you really need to do that? Surely that's a thing you do, like, halfway through December. You look out and you think, oh, yeah, maybe I should get the little mutt some, some treats.
1: Yeah, a bone with some snow on you, it you, or like a <laughs> Christmas tree shaped biscuit. Do you
0: really need to get them with several months to go before Christmas actually happens?
1: Oh, some people like to get it and put it away,
0: don't they? Well, I think it's people eating them themselves personally. <laughs> yeah, that's... chowing down on Christmas <laughs> do dog
1: treats. Do you think there are enough people who like to eat dog food that there's like that? That is a market.
0: Oh yeah, I'm sure there is. I'm sure there's. Well, there I'm go. sure there's plenty of people that want to eat want to eat Christmas uh, Christmas themed dog treats all year round.
1: Well, there's your answer. <laughs> there we go.
0: <laughs> there we go. Um, so. I can't remember how we got onto this.
1: but Well, we, we I thought it would actually be interesting just to compare this kind of film to something like A Christmas Prince because the magic of Christmas sort of forgives all manner of sins, doesn't it, with these kind of films? I don't know what it is, but I, I hate, hate the boringness of them a lot less when there's Christmas involved. Or actually, if it's a sort of autumnal film as well. Like, what was that... Harvesty one harvest although moon. There, there's harvest moon, although there's always there's always some fun scenes of like a woman falling in the mud and then having to ride a horse and going to a pumpkin patch or whatever, and this film like kind of didn't have enough of that, really
0: no, it just had a goat screaming, it wasn't the themed screaming not a goat,
1: yeah, I think that's the thing, actually. the inn thing looks like it's going to be a really big major theme, and actually somehow it's not even though most of the scenes take place in and around the inn. They're so boring that the theme doesn't really come across.
0: Yeah, it's there's no real identity, is there? And I think that's the main no. problem. So have you got anything else you want to share about this film?
1: Um, I did like that it had, sort of at the beginning of the film, it had one eye on the contemporary phenomenon, phenomenon of the wellness industry, you know, which is you know neoliberalism trying to repackage self-care as a thing to be sold to you. Whereas one, she's talking to her, her sassy American friend who's like, what are you doing? She's like, I'm channeling rage into self-care to convince myself that everything's fine. And I thought that was a, a sassy moment. And then the film didn't have any more of those.
0: Yeah, it could have done with more of that just to look at how ev- everyone in modern day is a bundle of neuroses waiting to snap because of how capitalism yep. is slowly eroding our mental health.
1: And you know even as someone who with a big interest in zen buddhism and stuff there is definitely a kind of insidious mindfulness industry isn't there
0: yeah i suppose there is and an, it there is an industry behind mindfulness but also i think that's more an indictment of capitalism itself rather than people being predatory over it in that if you want to do something like that then you have to do it for a price
1: yeah yeah exactly um, that's that's what I mean which
0: is, which is quite sad you know these kind of things you shouldn't have to package your app behind a monthly subscription to help people with their mental health but unfortunately if you want to do that then there's not really any other options apart from doing it on the side of your desk whilst you're working some soul crushing job
1: yeah down the mines um,
0: so fuck capitalism that's the message yeah. of this
1: Screw so yeah, we got a tiny bit of fuck capitalism screw, at the beginning of this film and I was very happy about screw
0: that. your in you should be opening it up as a hostel to help people in need. You shouldn't be yeah. making people pay to go there. You bastards. Selfish <laughs> How
1: bastards. How
0: dare you run a small business? Jesus. Disgraceful.
1: Christ. The selfishness disgusts me, honestly. <laughs>
0: Exactly. Exactly. Right. Is is that it? Have you got anything else you want to share about this film? I
1: I think that's it.
0: Right. In that case, how are we scoring this? How many goat screams out of 20 interrupt you in the morning?
1: Yeah, that sounds about right. How many goats Mm. are screaming at you, Paddy? Mm, Five goats. Uh, Yeah. Five goats are screaming at me. Yeah. Sounds like a lot.
0: I've got four goats screaming at me, which is more than enough in the morning.
1: Yeah, yeah.
0: Um, this movie's not very good. I'm sorry.
1: No, it's... Uh, and, you know, very rarely say that a movie is not worth your time, but it really isn't. I don't think I gained There's anything... much better from, stuff on Netflix.
0: I don't think I gained anything from watching this film.
1: No, I certainly did not. There's much better stuff on Netflix, like Stranger Things Season 3.
0: The the rise of the Nazis.
1: Yeah. How it? Stranger Things Season 3. The Nuremberg Arcade. <laughs> synthpop. Pop... <laughs> nostalgia
0: hey you know how you're nostalgic for all of this stuff we'll just ignore all the bad stuff that happened at that time and you can focus on the good stuff
1: yeah etc like ronald reagan
0: so speaking of 80s nostalgia that's where we're going next so as mentioned previously um i want to look specifically at the romantic side of the two blade runner movies so I know you're a busy man. So do let me know if you only have time to watch one, and then we can follow it up with the other one the next week. Because I know they'll see. I'll see how I get I, I should be able movies. to
1: manage it, because um, we're ahead. We're ahead of time this week. So indeed, I should be able to manage it.
0: Um, so, but yeah, but let me know if you do run out of time. So it's Blade Runner and then Blade Runner 2049, and we can look at the ways in which the two ma- movies portray romance, um, and the way in which they look at the characters. Whilst portraying that romance, hmm. which I yeah, think no, that's, that that sounds like a really angle. really good
1: idea. I'm oh, very good. up for that.
0: Good, and it will be a, quite a change from this terrible shit piece. Normally, normally <laughs> I come out of watching a piece of shit movie and I feel quite refreshed, like it's a palate cleanser. But this one's just made me, yeah, this one's just made me tired. It's made me tired,
1: Paddy. Yeah. It didn't cleanse the palate because no. there's just not much notable about it really. No, there? no. Like I'm trying to think of other shit pieces that I've done. Oh, what a secret obsession! That was kind of that was a palate cleansing. shit Yes, piece, yeah, it?
0: exactly. That that I I came out of that feeling refreshed,
1: and that's that is a compliment.
0: Yes. Whereas this 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 felt like a hot Tuesday afternoon. Yeah, that's what it was. This is the film equivalent of a hot Tuesday afternoon where you just want to get out of work,
1: but you can't. It's muggy. Your co-workers are trying to talk to you about Peaky Blinders. <laughs> we've got you know a lot of proofreading to do yeah exactly a bunch of emails from people who can't get on some it system that's somehow your fault of course and there it is
0: Yep. so right anything else to say before we round uh no
1: just i went to see it chapter two last week i went to the cinema like a real adult like a real person i watched a film in the cinema Oh very nice Which was a very nice experience so It was Friday the thirteenth, and it was full of teenagers.
0: How was it, it apart from old. the teenager uh but it's a very our
1: local cinema is it's a part of the light cinemas have you Have you seen these It's a no. relatively new chain, and they're all really comfortable and they have seats that recline, and they actually have enough leg room for people to get past without you having to get up and stuff so they're really really nice and very well done um so it was a very nice experience, but it's a bloody hell. it's a long film. I, mean, I I have read the book and I saw the first one and I enjoyed it I haven't actually seen the Tim Curry version um, oh yeah but I um, I really enjoyed the first film this one it just goes on too long It's it t- just takes forever to get to where it needs to get to and it's full of gags and you're like what? You, know, you don't like one or two is fine but it's like okay we've got Bill Hader in it and he's a comedian so every line he says has to be some huge gag and it's just like come on guys you know try and scare me a little bit
0: Okay, that's a shame.
1: So it's it's not bad. It's still good, but it's yeah, it's very long and goes a bit too hard on the gags. But Stephen King himself makes a very very good cameo as a shop owner. Oh, and that's very a very nice. nice moment.
0: Very nice. Cool. Okay, then I, I I might see it. We'll see.
1: Yeah. So yeah, I I, I do recommend it. Oh,
0: fair enough. Fair enough. Did you,
1: did you see the first one? Yes, I've seen I've seen the first one. It's I like the first one a lot. That's good. Uh, yeah, our boy Finn Wolfhard's in it. Indeed. Cool. Um, so yeah, I, I I recommend that just for something that's not in the cinema right now.
0: Awesome stuff. Right? Any cool. more for any more, or is that it for today?
1: Uh, no, no, I th- I think I think that's it for today. Um, so yeah, you can get in touch with us on Twitter at Big Boys Don't Pod the emails bigboysdon'tcrypodcast at gmail If you have seen this film, let us know. If you haven't, that's fine. Let us know anyway.
0: Yeah. What did you think? Or not think of falling
1: in love. Yeah. Tell us some things you did not think. Yes.
0: What what, what did you not think about this movie? Do you, do you ever not think of inns? Do yeah, you ever think, think of inns? I'm thinking about inns
1: all the time. I don't know about you. Indeed. Same here. Always thinking about Even when about there's inns. no room at the inn. Yeah.
0: Always thinking
1: about it. Because I'm always <laughs> thinking about Jesus. I'm not. I know. <laughs> All right. And we will we will be back next week to talk about hopefully both Blade Runner films. Indeed. Yes. All right. Yeah. Okay, bye bye. Until next time. Goodbye. Bye.